All right, so here's the deal. When a band puts out their very first record, song one, side one, album one, to me is called The Thesis. That's this song right here from my favorite band on planet Earth, Queens of the Stone Age, and oh man, the only reason I got excited, go ahead. It's called Regular John, and ostensibly, I'm guessing, I'm interpreting, but it's about some young dude who's trying to follow a lady of the night saying, where are you going? Can I come along? And has the classic line, you're not the only one who will run with a knife. Anyway, uh, welcome to uh, The Brian Oak Show, episode 273. Like I said, I'm I'm in a bit of an emo mood. My name is Brian. That's Sean over there. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm great. I don't believe you. You? I usually believe Here's you. Here's the deal. I'm not fragile. I'm not like on the verge of a breakdown or anything. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I haven't one of the, do you ever have days where like some days you put your head down, you power through, you root through the mud, you do your thing and you just get through the day. And then other days, everything hits you a, a slight, like the brights are a little brighter and the laughs are a little too loud. And then the heavies are a little heavier than usual. Again, not the end of the world, not like, you know, wrist slashing stuff, just some days are more intense than others. Do you ever have Absolutely. that? Absolutely. I can't explain them. I wish I could, because sometimes it's like, it could be nice out, but it used to be that it seemed like it was on like cloudy, Yeah, like when it's like day seven of cloudy, cloudiness. So you're like the emo goth kid in his trench coat wandering through the graveyard? Is that what you're saying? Potentially, and I made the mistake last night of starting the Dahmer series. My God. Oh, don't watch that show. No. Don't even watch it, and don't watch it before you go to bed. I had to watch something else after that just to calm down, because so I have a lay tricky mind. <laughs> to say the least, I think anybody watching that would have a tricky mind trying to go to bed. Dude ate other dudes, man. And incredible acting. And I mean next level acting. So it's not a documentary. It's no. a reenacting sort it's of... It's a reenacting and, and, and really... A biopic, over the Over the top. Like, they're really yeah. getting into the, do you the get, meat of do it. Do you get to... <laughs> you are fucking Sorry. broken. Sorry. That's Sean. I'm Brian. We are here in the Smart Start MN Studios in South Minneapolis. It is, on the other hand, despite our bizarre beginning <laughs> to this particular broadcast, it is a gorgeous day outside. It is. Woke up this morning with temperature in the mid 40s. Ooh. The room was nice and cool. Got up, enjoyed the day. This is the era where you can wear shorts and a heavy sweatshirt or jacket. Or, like me, I'm wearing pants, but I'm also wearing flip flops. Like, we're in this gorgeous. Just beautiful transitional period right now in South Minneapolis. And we are in the Smart Start MN studio. Smart Start MN, the first and original endorser of the Brian Oak Show. Without them, we are not in this lovely place at 48th and Chicago right now. And what do they do? They provide an access back to your vehicle if you fuck up. If someone you know that you love has really screwed up this time, got themselves a DUI, and now they can't drive, you got to get back to driving. It turns out there's a very legal and very reasonable and frankly affordable way to get back into your vehicle in the advent because nothing else about it's going to be affordable that's an expensive process but you can get back to living some semblance of a normal life and driving again with our friends at smart start mn and to calm myself down after the Dahmer show i watched a little bit of raising arizona now so, see there i'm not a, i'm not a big nick cage guy that movie though that freaking hysterical oh my <sighs> They got a name for people like you, H.I. I'm crapping you negative, H.I. 
recidivism, <laughs> repeat offender. <laughs> and that calmed me down enough to be able to sleep. But if you know somebody that is a repeat offender, <laughs> go to smartstartatmen.com slash the Brian Oak show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. Here's the weird thing about going emo, right? It's like what it is really is just a matter of disappearing up your own ass. Whether yep. your life is easy, whether your life is difficult, it's all a matter of how we approach the day, right? I, I genuinely believe there's no reality outside of perception. So the world and life and the universe is what you bring to the experience. Much like seeing live music, it's a biofeedback loop, right? If you wake up deciding that today is going to be a fucking garbage pile, I promise you, you're going to find a way to make it a garbage pile. I mean, that, that's the way that, that, that interactivity works. If you go into every interaction like, oh, this fucker, it's, it, that person's going to continue to be that fucker. So I'm not saying be a Pollyanna. I'm not saying that you have to believe everything is sunshine and lollipops and rainbows, but your attitude absolutely defines what your day is going to be like. And the nice thing is, I mean... Now we don't have to worry about this meteor crashing to the earth because I'm convinced it was actually coming at us and they blasted a rocket at it to try to. The one thing I'd like to say about that, because <laughs> I knew you were thinking about the, it, no, because the, the NASA is one of my favorite organizations yes. on the planet, because literally I wanted to go in to astronomy when yes. I was in school. Yep. And then I realized how heavy the math was. These people fired a rocket more than nine months ago. Yes. Out into space. Figuring out all yeah, a the lot various, of math. The, the <laughs> amount of math is almost incomprehensible and knew that they'd be able to hit this fucking thing nine months later, over seven million miles away, and they did it. Now, here's the thing, though. A lot of people are like, they blew up the meteor. We're safe. No, 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 no. They did not blow up the meteor. What they did is deflected its angle because, again, like if we find out years from now, months from now, days from now, there is a meteor headed our direction and it's going to wipe out life on planet Earth. We will not be able to destroy it. We might be able, though, to deflect its path enough that it it passes by without much indication. But the fact that somebody did the math, they're like, all right, we're going to hit this thing 10 months from now, so we got to do this, and they start jotting down some burp, figures burp, burp, on the paper. Deep, deep, deep. What yeah. the actual fuck? But they so did it. It did have topspin. Now it's got a little backspin on it. Exactly. Nice. That's little, all we did. They put a little English on it. They I went, like it. They I went like downtown it. with it for all you bowlers out there. Um, <laughs> we've got a great guest on the show today. She is clever, she is interesting, and she's never quite what one expects in the best possible way. Courtney Asmine is our guest coming up in just a little bit here. But before we do that, I did want to play a song. Um, the holidays are not too far away, right? I mean, oh, obviously Halloween a little month over. But I mean, less than a month after Halloween, Thanksgiving, yep. Christmas, yep. whatever it else it is that you celebrate, those are the only ones I really know. And I just, I was thinking about as the weather starts to change, like I was being emo today, but I actually love autumn and I mm -hmm. really love winter. But there are a lot of people whose attitudes and feelings are going to change pretty remarkably as the weather begins to change. And this song is about someone who couldn't make it home for Christmas. And it's about as emo as emo gets. I know very little about the band other than they're called The Jealous Sound. But every time I hear this song, I get a little emotional and weepy. So, Courtney, I'm apologizing oh, in advance that go. when we start talking, there will be tears in my eyes. This one's called Guard It Closely. I highly recommend listening to the words The Jealous Sound on The Brian Oak Show. See, so call home 
to ever imagine that I was a young, emo, asymmetrical, new wave haircut kid with a trench coat wandering through the graveyard myself. 
when I like songs like that. At least you weren't whistling past the graveyard. Never. Well, I mean, but you kind of, I mean, here's the thing. I never got scared in graveyards. They always seemed like a peaceful place. Like, I was never like, oh, my God, they're coming up out of the grave. I have enough grasp on reality. But, I mean, if I got scared and I'm like, oh, shit, they're coming up out of the ground, then I would whistle past the graveyard. When I was five, Uh-oh. my parents divorced. Don't and we do lived, this. I'm just, it's real quick. What are you doing to me right now? We, we moved into a priest's house in uh, Newmarket, so Elko Newmarket area. Yeah, yeah. And my bedroom overlooked a graveyard. The problem was these high school kids would go tip over the gravestones. Yeah. It's just an asshole thing to do. These are dead people. But when you're like five, it scares the bejesus out of you. Well, because you think that there's some sort of chaos in the graveyard. That's exactly right. Can we lighten the mood a little bit right now? I think Courtney's here. It's time to shift. Courtney. Okay, First of all, hey. hello, Courtney. How are you? Hello, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. It, I'm fine. It's Thank good you. to see you. Um, I liked your I liked your whole introduction. I felt like it, it was very freeing. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like I, like freeing you from the shackles of your life, or <laughs> right. just like if freeing it, oh, from... if this is all we're doing here today, I got this, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, like. Like, oh, all right. If we are going to say all that different stuff in just these first few minutes, yeah. then, um, you've then been on, you know, anything's possible. You've then been on this podcast before. There no, are, I don't there have aren't to limits. Worry. I mean, at all about anything because there yeah. are no limits. There are no requirements. We will stop you at hate speech. You know, if you start going right. off about <laughs> right. the various races and creeds that you hate, then we're going to stop you there. Okay? And you know that I always want to do that secretly. That's, you know, right on the tip of my tongue. Most, no, most of your music is about that. that uh, right? No, I know you don't I have, have any, I don't of, have that any of that in you. No, you have joy and exploration. The very, yeah. Very, very short and unfair version of your story is much like Frodo delivering the ring to Mordor to destroy it. You followed the muse of Bob Dylan from your childhood home here to Minnesota and lived a very interesting life. You're a published author, a very well-recognized local musician, uh, and you've been on this show before, and it's nice to have you back. Before we talk about the items that you've been up to or the things that you have coming up in the near future, and before we get to hear you live in studio, which is always (laughs) wonderful to me because very few artists bring their instruments into the studio. A handful have, and for me, it's always exciting because Mm -hmm. live music is a little bit like sorcery, right? I mean, like, you don't ever know the precise form it's going to take. You've got a pretty good idea. Yeah. But every once in a while, dun, 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 dun. No, every... Things happen. Every single once in a while, every single time. Yeah. You know, when it's live, it's, 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 you know, it's performance art then. And I, I got, today I was thinking to myself, well, I know I don't have to bring my guitar and it's easier to just talk and play the recordings. But it feels somehow sort of hollow to me to do that when I'm, when I have the privilege, the massive privilege of coming um, to talk about my best thing, my best thing in the whole world, my best work, my best thing I do, and my favorite thing to do. I I just felt like, well, I'm going to bring the guitar, and if these guys will let me play, I'll play. You can bring your guitar every week if you <laughs> want to. We'd make you the house band. Now, before we hear the first song, though, I do want to ask you a couple of just completely rando questions, and then okay. we'll get into the important stuff of being alive and what's been going on and what you have coming up, because I know that you have a very active fall and early winter out in front of you. Yeah. Do you have, or were you ever given, whether you liked it or not, a proper nickname in your life? Other than someone <laughs> just calling you Court, you know? Like, do you have a nickname hidden or public that you're willing to share? 
She just looked at me like, <laughs> oh no. I, no, the only, I honestly don't think I do. I was, I'm like, like, my brain's going like, do I, do I? Then do, I, I mean, don't do remember. people call you C? Do they call you Courtney or some they call people, you Court? Some people call me CY for yeah. Courtney Asmina. Some people, like my band guys, sometimes call me CY. Um, and when I was little, this is the only thing that goes through my head is when I was little, there was a girl who lived across the street, Jerry Roach. Jerry. Shout love, out to, you know I love you, Jerry. Shout out to Rochi. Jerry Roach lived across the street, and um, her she had like five big brothers or more. Wow! And, and then it was it was like Jerry and me, and then I had one big brother. And um, at some point in our in our weird little childhood, Jerry got a wart on her knee, mm. and they called us Wartney and Courtney. <laughs> that I'm is sorry. a solid acoustic duo right there. I, that is not funny. That's also, is that, that also has utterly changed the trajectory of my day. <laughs> I'm writing it Wartney? down. Wartney, Wartney, and Wartney and Courtney. Wartney and Courtney. Who said That's that originally? Were. Because I want to hug them. Right? One well, of her brothers. It was one of her brothers. No, it would work. In that Wartney area you're talking about, I know what older brothers were like then. Yeah. And they were collecting roadkill to boil the skulls in the kitchen yeah. and hanging yes. them in their basement bedroom while they yeah. smoked weed and listened to Rush. Yeah. No, I'm not, but I, Wartney and Courtney. So that, I so may that's copyright like, I don't that. know, that's sort of like a nickname. I was almost a nickname. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a cool duo nickname. Like, I mean, you're like, <laughs> you're like Garfuckle and Oates at that point right there. A uh, couple more very quick oh, wait, questions. Wait, wait, Oh my God. No, I what? got one more. Oh, well, hit me. Oh my God. Go. I almost forgot. So uh, when I was little, I had my maiden name, because I've been married two times before, so I've had other names, but mm-hmm. um, when I was little, my name was Courtney Dundon. That was our name, Dundon. Yeah. And I liked this one kid my age. I liked his big brother. I had a crush on his big brother. And I was over at their house, and I was like always hoping that the big brother would like say hi to me or notice me or something. And uh-huh. so one day, the big brother goes, so what's your name? And I said, Courtney Dundon. And he starts laughing his head off, and he goes, oh, my God. I thought you said your name was quite redundant. <laughs> and then I went, I went home, and I asked my big brother and my mom, what does quite redundant mean? And they were like, why? And, and I was like, well, somebody said my name sounds like that. And so then everyone called me that for a while. Oh, quite redundant. Quite re. Quite re. Quite re. Quite redundant. Redundant. Oh, no. So that was a good one. Now, see that right there? That's the story I wanted to. Okay. I I, I forgot about that. I thought I liked Wartney and Courtney. That right there. For quite redundant is pretty good. We're not going to get better than that. I'm ignoring all my other questions. (laughs) Quite redundant, (laughs) a.k.a. Courtney Dundon, a.k.a. Courtney Yasmine, is our guest here uh, in the Smart Start MN studios for the Brian Oak Show. And before we talk to Sean and mention our other sponsors, you have a guitar out. Yes. You're a talented player. (laughs) It's a Taylor, which means. It's a Taylor Mini. It's a it's a GS Mini. When's the first time you ever touched a guitar? The snobs for the snobs out there. Um, I, my grandmother bought me one when I was already in the church choir. Mm -hmm. I was eight. I was, I was six, six, honestly, I was six. And then I, I wrote a song and I performed it for the first acoustic service ever at my Lutheran church in Chicago. And I was 10 and they bought me a nicer, like a a Yamaha. Because they liked what you did. Well, they, yeah, they were like, you know. Maybe we should invest. Yeah. Yeah. Did you take to it right away or did it take a long time for you to really love it? Or did you love it from the time you touched it? No, I, I, I think I even asked for it even when I was six. I really? was into it, man. 
Are you still into it? I've never been more into it. Well, let's hear. Courtney Osmine on the Brian Oak Show. I got to get comfortable. Hang on. Is the guitar coming up okay? So I just thought that um, this song, it's on my newest album, but it's not. I, I, I guess I think it's just a more fun song live. And, and it, I, I like the message a lot, especially today. I just, I just was coming here and I said, this is what I want to sing for them. I'm not sure how to break this to you, but he's never going to change. It's not worth driving yourself insane. 60 years is a long time, baby. We were 40 when you said that. Cut me like a lightning bolt, zigzag to my core. And I ain't no holy roller, but I'm your best dream coming true. Nothing on my own, so I believed in you. I am a
Sean, you and I talk about this on the show all the time. Um, you can spot a true believer from a mile away, right? Yep. And, um, well, it turns out Courtney, Courtney meant Yasmine. Look at that. You've got me rattled. <laughs> Lost for words. Is clearly a true believer. And um, <laughs> that song comes off of what record? Brand new record that's called, what's it called? Uh, I can't think now either. Um, it's called Red Roses and Cowgirl Dreams. That's the name of the album. It was so good. That song, you just you. nailed it, first of all. But second of all, <laughs> that was just freaking incredible. You know, I loved so, it. Before we, I, I, I have to mention another sponsor real quick here. But before we get to that, you know, uh, obviously, Bob Dylan was your original muse for a yeah. lot of inspiration for what you did. But there are so many other brilliant folk singers out there. The other day, I work at a record store part time because I love it mm-hmm. so much. The other day I threw on a very, very early Judy Collins record mm. oh, and I was mocked roundly by all oh, of my boo. coworkers. So and good. again, it, do I want to hear it every single day? Absolutely not. But it sounded so good and it was real and it was not typical. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the, the heartfelt Joan Baez stuff. It was a little more melodic, but it was also a little offbeat. Are there female folkies that you that you look up to that you feel strongly about? Absolutely. Um, I have covered a lot of Nancy Griffith mm. songs, Little Girl from West Texas. We lost her during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, she was just uh, a brilliant force. And uh, her songs mean a lot to me. I, I try to carry the torch for her. Yeah. Um, and I loved the old one of the first great things I ever heard was the Carol King Tapestry yeah. record. That meant so much to me. There are certain landmark records yeah. where I think people are a little too casual to dismiss them. Yeah. Not yeah. because they dislike them or don't think they're not worthy, but they're like, yeah, yeah, everyone talks about that, whatever. But if you put it in context, you put it in the time frame, you put it when it came out, mm-hmm. and just precisely how perfect all those songs were and her execution of them, yeah. time and place, juncture and space time, it's a perfect record. Absolutely. And then as my life went on, I kept noticing, um, obviously the song I just wrote, that a song I just performed was called 60 Years. I forgot that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it for my 60th birthday. So right. in these 50 years that I've been playing the guitar and, um, and, and just trying so hard to believe that I could get to do this too, I loved some albums throughout that time period that were just like they were like beacons to me of like there's somebody doing it there's some woman doing it it was tracy chapman did it mm-hmm. um the indigo girls did it and so brilliantly. amy winehouse did it oh mm-hmm. you know you're there ticking were, all the boxes right women, now yeah 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 and they've made me say god maybe Maybe I can still do it. So you said you wrote that about your six or uh, for your sixtieth birthday, yes. which you'll be able to play in twenty five years when you get there, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Courtney February thirteenth is her birthday, by the February way. February thirteenth. How do we remember that? <laughs> I just because Sean's super creepy. So, I'll make Ryan's sure you get out of here 13th, safely. So you have that. In okay, common. we're the thirteenth. I'll make sure you get out of here safely. I don't know why Sean <laughs> knows your birthday. Yeah, he no, does, exactly. He looked it up or something. Someone no, I've always known. Oh no. Okay. No. It was in your book. That oh, it was in the book. But I read that like three years ago, so. Well, that's still weird then. I'm weird. You're weird, Sean. Live that's in, all right. We live, love in, you. live in fear. Live in fear. That's all right. We love you, Sean. We Before love we you move too. on, who's we? 
Oh, we all. I'm. I guess I'm the speaking for all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. To, I, thank you. I thank was. You. I couldn't. I was speaking for the listeners just now. We, I still think we you. all love you, Sean. We Shawn. wouldn't be thank doing you. this three years later if I didn't love Sean as well. I love. Okay, I want to thank. Right. I, okay, don't make it weird. Weirder. <laughs> um, I want to thank our latest sponsor, Moxie Wealth Management. You can find out more at moxiewealthmanagement.com. Joe who we had a chance to talk to and who jumped on board, does his own podcast, but really takes a very interesting approach to wealth management. Now, you look at their logo, and it's a, a, a pair, you know, a profile of Mount Rainier because the idea of this business came to him a long time ago while he was actually climbing Mount Rainier like a crazy person, but it thought him think about it made him think about how teams of people are necessary to make these kinds of achievements happen and the team-based approach they take to wealth management it's all joe and his team at moxie right now they have core specialties in planning insurance and wealth management but they also coordinate with attorneys and cpas to make sure they are taking a comprehensive and integrated approach to what the rest of your financial life looks like to me that sounds like a foreign language is why you may need to check in with Joe and the team at Moxie. There's a lot of people like uh, my wife and myself that have just been mindlessly saving money for years in 401ks and IRAs, and we haven't really thought about like our plan and what we're doing, and we're getting to that stage of life where you may want to shift over to somebody who has a full team approach and is going to contact you and be in touch with you, unlike our current financial planner okay so um <laughs> joe joe is uh terrific and he has a great team at moxie wealth management go to moxiewealthmanagement.com set an appointment and he will uh, sit down and talk with you about how you might roll your stuff over to him and and actually work with his full team so you can take that off your plate and know you're taken care of and just because we don't like lawyers in our business joe burgess is a registered res- representative and investment advisor representative of security and financial services incorporated securities and investment advisory services offered through security and financial services incorporated member finra member finra sipc north star resource group is independently owned and operated moxie is affiliated with north star resource group and is independently and owned and operated 2701 university avenue southeast minneapolis minnesota Five five four one four. Courtney, you um don't stay in one spot for too long, right? I mean, at least in terms of a, a creative standpoint. Like you said, you're 35 years old and you've never stopped writing. Um, I know I'm joking around, but you really don't. And your level of concern and feeling, you say now, is as strong as it's ever been. Is that true? I, I may be stronger yeah. because I feel like I really, I do have some um, strong strong dreams. I have a big, big dreams that I've always had and I have not become disillusioned. And so because I, and I don't know why I haven't, I guess just cause I've, I've continued to have just enough encouragement from the world yeah. that I didn't become disillusioned. I'm not jaded about it. I'm not discouraged. Um, but if anything, um, you know, I feel like the, I'm getting closer and, and then you start going faster. You know, you start yeah. pushing harder when mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, damn, I might actually be getting close to this. So I, I would say it's it's bigger right now than it's ever been for me. Before we talk about what you have, in com- have coming up here in the very near future, so it's one thing to do what one does. And whether it's being a, a singer-songwriter or whether it's, you know, being a chartered accountant or working in your garden or whatever it is one may do, 
you always feel like, hmm, that was pretty good, but I know I got better inside me. That being said, though, I don't think that one can discount the work one has done already. You know your stuff's pretty good, right? And I'm not asking you to be a braggart. I'm not asking you to be, hell yeah, I'm great, bro. I'm not asking you to be like a rapper. But, I mean, you know the reason you keep doing this is you know you've got a foundation to build on, right? The reason I keep doing this is because I have a sense uh, that I get these glimmers and sometimes I get really strong like affirmations of like, you're not totally crazy. You're not just have delusions of grandeur. You are on to something. You are, you're on to something, but I, I don't feel that it has like totally come, you know, full to fruition. And that, that really keeps me like pushing harder. I feel like the worst thing that could happen to any creative is to get that feeling you're talking about. If you feel like you've reached the mountaintop, if you mm-hmm. genuinely believe it, well, what the fuck is the point after that, right? I mean, you yeah, you right. have mm-hmm. to keep striving. Let's talk about this. So you've got a bunch of shows coming up. You have a residency mm-hmm. in November, but very soon you have a new video coming out. And mm-hmm. creating a video is, a even if you enjoy the people you're working with, creating a video is very different than creating a song in the studio. Do you like the process of making a video? Um, I've made a lot of different kinds of music videos, and I've forced my children into slave labor at some points <laughs> where I've made them hold, hold the camera while mom sings this 20 times. Right. And they've wanted to, you know, to mutiny <laughs> at the least. And they um, might. But the story for this video, um, I would say... I really did enjoy this beyond anything I've ever done. Well, and also we've done some really cool things. Like we have a video from the Moulin Rouge in in Paris where we did my song Heartbreak Woman. Mm. And we have one, a song called Apparition that's really one of my my favorite beautiful songs that we did on the uh, White Cliffs of Dover with the Wild Horses. And we really? have, yeah, and I have one that I did though. I filmed it when it was like 10 below zero in Northern Minnesota and it's called bury me. And that's one of my very, very favorite ones. And they, those are all on YouTube. So I've, I've made some videos that mean a lot to me, I will say, but this one is really, 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 really different because a fan approached me and asked, he and his wife love this new song of mine and they said that they would like to pay for there to be a music video and that wow. they had a, a vision of what it should be about and what it should be like. And they wanted to be sort of executive producers of it. And they wanted to pick the the videographer and pick the whole storyboard and do everything. And I just, it, it um, to make a music video is very, very expensive. Yeah. And for yes. me as a, a true independent artist um, who really does get by by the skin of my teeth uh-huh. in every project that I do, I, I was like so grateful and excited, but I wasn't sure if I would like it. I wasn't sure if I'd like what they did. And I, you know, I mean, how are you going to, they've never made a music video before. Uh, how did we ever know it would work out? And, and they just loved you and had a vision and, yeah. and did it work out? It's so, the day that we did it here, I just want to tell this one little tiny sure. story. We've got so nothing a, but time. You did the no, no the rush. song's about a horse, um, but it's about like me and obviously, duh. And then there's this there's this thing about that. It was like a a song I wrote during the pandemic that was like about wanting to escape. And it was like, get on your horse and ride. It was that kind of mentality. And so 
with that sort of like movement escape idea, the people who who are making the mu- music video got the idea that I should get in like a fun like getaway car and like drive at some point in the in the video. And so I didn't know that they were planning that exactly. I didn't know what the car was going to be. I didn't know anything. So we're out on this road in Independence, Minnesota. And it's mm-hmm. like a dirt gravel road. Yep. And I knew that we were out there. We were going to see the horse. I'm dressed up in my outfit. I've got my guitar. Um, you know, we're filming. And then they're like, okay, so our friend um, is bringing this car of his and he's driving out here to deliver it to you. And you you probably won't be able to drive it. It's this old vintage car. But he'll drive it to like the points and then you can just jump in, you know, because you probably won't know how to drive it. <laughs> so this car pulls up. Did it have three on a tree or something? The, or the, car, the car pulls up and it's a 1970 MGB little wow. um, convertible. Yeah. And you can see it on my like um, social media right now. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of photos of me with the I'm, car. I'm looking at it so right the now. the car is like... Beautiful the, blue convertible. Yeah, and I was wearing like a blue outfit that we didn't even know his car was blue. Apparently nobody even planned that. So I'm like, I match perfectly. But the part that I want to say, this is the punchline, is the end of the story. Um, Usually you don't tell people the punchline's the, coming. <laughs> I, okay, I, I, I'm not... Okay, I'm not get, all right, here. Punch when I When I was... In my 20s, and I was the girl who had run away from home, and I had, you know, very little. I had what I earned. That's all I had in the world. I decided to buy myself my first car, and I bought an old car, and it was a 1970 MGB. Wow. So after everyone's lecturing you and mansplaining that you probably won't be able to drive this car, you're like... Everyone get the fuck out of it the way. Ca- it was my shit. car. That was my car. And I, I'm like, I'm like, you guys, you you brought my car. That's wild. That you, is crazy. You manifested my old car, wow. my they, first car. Did they manifest it? Did you manifest it? Was <laughs> it was it combined know. sorcery? What Woo! was it? Woo! But it was big, right? Oh boy! And it felt good. <laughs> oh did that, boy! Did that inform your performance in the video? Well, so they had drones, and so there's like a couple of shots of me like shifting into gear and driving from overhead, and I'm singing my song. Awesome. And I just, I don't know, man. I mean, if I had had to die right at that moment, it wouldn't have been that bad. I could have been like, okay, I'm going out on a high. I appreciate the sentiment, but that would have sucked because then we would be like, well, who are we going to talk to on Tuesday on the podcast? (laughs) Now that Courtney's gone. Well, that's a story. Where do people get to see this video? Where and when? So we're going to put up a big screen at the Astor Cafe in Minneapolis on October 15th that that night. And so if you want to come in person and be there with us, I'm going to have my six-piece Americana Cowboy Band. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing all the harmony parts from the album with violin, with everything. And um, we're going to put up a big screen and we're going to watch the video. And this is the song right here, right? This is the song. I'll take everything you gave me and go Like a horse that jumps a fence I'm just trying to break free I don't ever want to 
Sometimes I wonder what it feels like to be running free with no hold over me, keeping the reins on me. I'll take everything you gave me and go like a horse that jumps a fence. I'm just trying to break. Time before I die, I wanna wake up knowing what I have is mine. Rise with the sun, sleep when the evening overtakes me. Beauty all around, the sweet earth beneath my feet. Taste of freedom in the air, freedom everywhere. You taught me. So well, and I owe so much to you. But there's something that I still need to do. I'll take everything you gave me and go like a horse that jumps a fence. I'm just trying to break free. I'll take everything you gave me. I'm just going to come out and say it, Courtney. I think you're cool. I like you a lot. <laughs> I, I just I think you're good at what you do. I like the energy you bring to what you do. And now you have a brand new video that you're going to premiere to the world in just a couple short weeks away, October 15th. And that's happening at the Astra, you said? 
Astor Cafe in Minneapolis. Whole band. Big band. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and no other artists. I mean, it's just my night. I, I'm excited about it. Yeah, That's fuckers. So, cool. so everyone else better back up because it's Courtney's <laughs> night. All right, you better back up. Bow down. It is the Brian Oak Show, and we do have to thank one more sponsor, and that would be my friend, my cohort, my colleague, my... My rotten soldier, my sweet cheese. That would be Sean Bernard. Um, sweet cheese? I, it's an internet meme that I just totally stole off of a Reels and TikTok. Anyway, um, and mostly it's people with their pets. And it's, Anyway, it doesn't matter. My point is, you and I go back a long ways. In addition to working together, you're also a sponsor on this show for the work you do at Edina Realty, the 50th in France location. I hate to bring up a callback, but my sweet Uncle Troy, who passed away, made the joke about... The realtor after Jeffrey Dahmer moved out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Walking in. I can tell you one thing. We're going to need all new carpet in here. Uh, <laughs> probably new appliances as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly right. Um, wow. You know what I love? I love re- That should get you a lot of new customers, Sean. Well done. I love reasonable people, and I just had an exchange. I'm not going to mention who it was, but I love reasonable people. And I just had somebody say, you know what? This other family that's moving out, they've got two kids. We're going to do this little project ourselves and let them just be at peace and move out. That's such a hassle doing that. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is the way everybody should be. Normal people. Reasonable people. Just be reasonable. You know, there's give and take. And I don't do well with win-lose realtors either because I have to deal with these other personalities all the time. Of course. I can't stand that. Like, it's like, can we all just maybe give a little bit and compromise a little bit and then everybody can be at peace instead of stressing everybody out that's probably what i'm best at is helping negotiate so that things are peaceful and cool mm-hmm. um it's been a fantastic year and fall and thank you to everybody that's uh that's done their buy or sell with me this year if you know somebody that's still looking uh at this point to buy or sell 612-859-2594 um i donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local uh, musician or band which again, That's so cool too. even Thank even you. if it's not a mountain of money, when you're talking about people who are have chosen to make this their profession, with rare exception, as you referenced earlier, Courtney, you do it, but you're just getting by. I mean, you you do it, and you are able to pay the bills, but that requires real work and real effort. And then when it comes to creating something like a mm-hmm. video or a full band show, there's real effort involved. So I, I love that Sean does that, yeah. and I love I that there too. are people Thank who you. love what they do so much for a living. Like, I'm not getting independently wealthy, but <laughs> I love everything that I do for a living, and I, I can't imagine doing anything else. Before we talk about as the seasons change, right? Obviously, they're changing right now. And when the weather gets much colder, let's say, oh, November, you've got a residency coming up, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I know that you moved here and lived in a place that was so inhospitably cold when you were so young and so new to this place that whether you liked it or not, you got a full serving of Minnesota winter that particular year and have many times since then. Do you like the changing of the seasons? Do you mind winter do you enjoy autumn how do you feel about just how radical our seasons are here in minnesota i i like it the best i like i like this type of a of a life the best Mm -hmm. i really do i think that um the seasons really are great for an introspective person and a person who wants to do a lot of writing um i i I find it really hard to be in a place where the weather is like always sunny or, 
you know, whatever. You or know, even you know just sort of gloomy. California's you know. weird, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the re- yeah. they live in a fantasy world. They yes. live in the Barbie dream house. And <laughs> yeah, it's, right. uh, I, I, I'm convinced that's why you get what you get in California. Yeah. But also, like, you head up the coast. I mean, like, my favorite spot on the, on the planet that I know of, I've only been to a handful of them, but the Pacific Northwest, I plan on going on a solo journey during December oh, when great. it's all gray and wet and squalls. I like nice weather fine, but I'm not at all mad about the weather being moody. I think that there is, like you were saying, John, even with yeah. when, when people are reasonable, to me, the universe seeks a balance, right? Mm-hmm. I Not every day is sunshine and rainbows, and not every day should be <laughs> gloom and squalor and bullshit, but you kind of have to have, which is why I love the seasonal changes here so much. I'm not mad at winter at all, and frankly, I'll take it over that bullshit, 90 degree july dinosaur weather 10 times out of 10 yeah me too me too and i i think it's sort of like the thing about money like um if if i i I, i've told this story before so i'm just going to briefly say if i had accepted like lifetime alimony when i got divorced 20 Mm -hmm. years ago i feel that that would have been like sort of bad karma for me because i was the one who was choosing to leave um but more so I remember saying to the lawyer that I wanted to make sure that I was still going to be an artist and I didn't want to get um, like my ambition undercut by this sort of money that would just be, I was afraid I would be lazy and I was afraid I would just sit around drinking rosé at the country club or something. I don't know. I don't know what I... I was going to say, that that actually sounds kind of rad. I don't know what Um, I thought. I don't know what I was afraid of, but I was afraid of it. But but my point is, it's kind of like putting me somewhere where there's like a pool and and 85 degrees. I don't know that I... I don't know that I can write the things I want to write in that kind of environment. Well, and I was totally fucking around because I agree with you. Like... There's nothing wrong with money, and I think probably all three of us have had times in our lives where we have more money than we have now. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to not have to worry about certain things. But there's also a satisfaction at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of a given project. When you did this yourself, and even if it's not filling the coffers, overflowing with gold bullion, when you've done it and when you have crafted the life you want to craft and don't really have to answer to too many other people doing what you've done... There's a level of satisfaction there that, and again, this is going to sound like what poor people say, but there's a level of satisfaction there that you can't get from just getting money. There, there are. I guess I'm going to say something really deep, so everyone get your pens and papers out. Um, there are more. There are more important things in life than money. I, and again, I know that sounds stupid and Tony Robbins and whatever. But really, it's true. I mean, when you've scrabbled hard, when you've worked hard, when you continue to craft and create. That in itself, it might be a richer reward than sitting on a slightly nicer chaise lounge by the pool in your backyard. Well, also authenticity. Let's just throw that uh word in there that it really it it is uh, it feels really good to me. It feels like very authentic and and um, sincere to be earning every dollar for every aspect um, either through my music or through my own manual labor, like I'm being a host in a restaurant now a few nights mm-hmm. a week to to stay afloat. But it's also to support my music. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 
I'm doing that. I'm not doing that to say, oh, that's too bad. I failed at music. I'm doing it to say, I'm going to do this to make sure, to ensure that I'm infusing my musical path with everything I've got and with everything I can possibly do. Well, and I think that's that, fantastic. that, that it's practical in yeah. addition to being inspirational. Like, I mean, Sean and I are the same way. We both have, you know, I mean, multiple revenue streams. Yep are not only smart from just a general standpoint, but it allows you to put the effort where you want to after you've done the things you have to do as long as that part doesn't eat your entire life alive. I have to quote uh, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy real quick. Go on. He once said, if someday I'm ever really, really rich, I hope I'm not mean to poor people like I am now. (laughs) <laughs> that was such a great, sorry oh. I had to, I didn't want to bus kill the whole thing okay, but that's I what was it. going yeah. through my head right, no, and, and, I'm, and frankly Sean I'm glad you shared because now had... we all know a little bit more about each other <laughs> before we talk about your November residency <laughs> and what 2023 may look like for you I do want to thank a few people I want to thank the good people Chris and everyone at the hook and ladder because oh, our so Patreon great. event was so fantastic Man, that was great. congratulations we, you guys we, we you. had Nate and the entire I haven't seen Trailer Trash Live in maybe six or seven Ooh, years. Yeah, it was so Could be good. longer. And they were great. The accordion came out, and even though, I mean, it was a well-attended event, but it was, you know, I'm what, 60, 70 people, something like that? Yeah, I think we had actually close to 80, but okay, yeah, because there was good. a bunch of people that showed up that weren't that RSVP'd and well, stuff. Well, yeah. what are you going to do? Yep. But all of a sudden, the accordion came out. Keyboard player comes out and brings out the accordion, and at a relatively modest, quiet, sort of, yeah. you know, gentle affair, Suddenly the dance floor was packed and I'm like, the fuck? And, and we had listeners and Patreon members come up and try to grab my arm and make me dance. I apologize that I'm so bad in public that yeah. I said no. I apologize openly to you. I love you. I celebrate your enthusiasm. I wish I had the strength to be the man that you thought I was. Aww. But I couldn't get out there. I couldn't do it. That being said, it was a great event. So mm-hmm. thanks to everybody who came out. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, including our brand new ones. We will have another event prior to the holidays, I promise. Um I want to thank Audio Quip, Nate and his entire crew. They're getting so back great. into the swing of things, yep. and Nate's band is getting back out there I as know. well. I want to see them. He's so freaking cool. incredible. Why doesn't he come onto the show and talk Let's about it? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I'll reach out to him. All right, you get a hold of Nate oh, well. and get him on here, because Audio Quip has made this show sound like a pro operation since we started for little or no other consideration than mentioning what they do. So if mm-hmm. you have need of audio equipment, they know what they're doing. They're cool people. AudioQuip.com. But make sure it's the little red logo with a little circular A because there are fucking carpetbaggers out there, imitators trying to steal their thunder. Don't let it happen. Um, again, my thanks to Smart Start MN. My thanks to Moxie, a wealth management. My thanks to Sean Bernard. Thank you, Brian Oak. Thank I you, Courtney. It. Yes, and, and thank you, Courtney. I really do love <laughs> your you energy, guys. and I love it when you come by. And this yeah. is exciting, a new video that's going to get premiered on the 15th. <laughs> and then in November, even though you felt like it was too far away, I don't feel, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of a hike, but if you want, if, mm-hmm. but if you're going to drive and you're going to see something good at the end of that drive, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Just don't drink and drive. And if you do, right. make sure you talk to our good friends at Smart Start. <laughs> man. Um, but but really, don't don't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. Right. But you have a residency coming up in November. Tell us about that. It's a place called the Music Space of Owatonna. Mm-hmm. It's on their main street in a small town. It's at the most an hour away from right. wherever you are in the Twin Cities. Um, it's just three Wednesday or three um, 
Thursdays because the fourth one is Thanksgiving. Right. And, and you're so, not going to get a very good crowd that night. No. So it's... Between Thanksgiving and the people who start Black Friday early... <laughs> None I, I'm, of those people. I, yeah, no. Right. They're not showing up. No. So it's going to be myself with um, a special guest each week, Mother Banjo, which is Ellen Stanley, mm-hmm. who I love mm-hmm. dearly. We've had her on the show. Um, and then Faith Boblet, who's a great rock singer. And um, Annie from Annie and the Bang Bang. So each week, one of them is coming down to Oatan with me, and they're going to open the show. We're going to do a little bit of talking, and I'll do a, a set. And then that place has an open mic, and the open mic starts right when we finish. So it's a fun, it's a fun night. I'm there. I was going to say, Sean, Sean, <laughs> Sean did, you, did you hear that? Because, I mean, you with your tambourine. And some <laughs> I have of your... no idea my tambourine All skills. right, there you go. I'm totally into it. His nickname used to be Tambo. Um, it's true. B- before we let you go, uh, and hear your final song here, uh, I look forward to all of that. Ground Zero for finding you is where? If people well, want your music, they want your book, they want your bio, they yeah, they right. need to know more about who this Courtney person is. <laughs> I think you just go CourtneyYasmine.com. So it's Courtney with a C and it's Y-A-S-M-I-N-E-H. CourtneyAsmine.com is um, links to all my social media and my albums. And um, my book is available on Amazon. It's available at independent bookstores. It's in all the entire library system of the state state of Minnesota. Wow. Every public library in the state of Minnesota has a copy. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, you can find my book pretty easily. And that's a first novel. That's my first novel. And make sure that you enter... The keyword, the secret keyword, Wartney, if you're looking for some of her secret <laughs> erotic Wartney. fan fiction. All right. right. <laughs> um, last question, and we are going to hear a song and we're going to wrap things up. But I know that it's important to live in the present. And I know you've been working really hard on all this. You've mm-hmm. got that. Do you have any vague ideas, hopes, plans for 2023? Do you have any even sort of vague idea what the year ahead is going to look like for you? Um, I have a really strong burning desire to take a single that I put out last November from Chicago, from my hometown, mm-hmm. um, that was called My Newfound Freedom. Um, I, I really wanted that single to be sort of an arrow pointing into my, my next direction as an artist. And I, I still very much want that to be my next album. I think the album is called Things I Never Told You. And I think it's going to be a sad ass album, but I, I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah. And and I think, I think that the people who love me are ready for that too. Um, so I'm looking forward to somehow trying to, uh, trying to have that happen well, next we, year. We love you and yeah, good luck we love to you. you. All right. You. And good luck with everything you have coming up this fall. Good luck with winter 22 slash 23. We do have to go. Tell me about this song right here. Your final song? Oh, okay. Uh, so um, I I got an email earlier this year saying that they wanted to give me a um, Bob Dylan Legacy Grant Award for my song called Gone Away, Married to Bob Dylan. And I mean, and and obviously this is a crucial part of your story, but who's they? Who's giving know, you money? I know, it's just the weirdest thing because I didn't apply for anything. I didn't know anything about it. And they did it. They was um, the program director for a radio station that I love in northern Minnesota called mm. KAXE FM. Mm. Um, and they, the peop, the program director of KAXE FM, was helping 
um, put together this grant. And the idea of it was to honor artists in the state of Minnesota who continue to be influenced by the music of Bob Dylan. Little girl, take a tip from me. 